Welcome in to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Eager. I'm with, for the third time this week, Ben Brown. Ben, how's it going? It's going pretty well. I mean, we just wrapped up uh, awards season in the NFL. We're staring down uh, the Super Bowl at this point. Less than, you know, 24 hours. What are we, 16 hours or so out at this point? Uh, If you're listening to this in the morning, we are going to get you prepped on Sunday uh, for hopefully the best game we have for year coming up 2020 2021 calendar year of course so what are some things that uh, kind of stuck out to you at least from the awards thing really quick eric i know we had you know a pretty productive um few write-ups especially on you know coach of the year mvp there were a few hits i think uh for pffs you know predictive models to kind of you know suss out the correct plays in some of those uh categories basically yeah, I think our colleague Timo Risky was about a week or two ahead of Rodgers being the favorite. I know we got Rodgers at plus 150, uh, which cashed tonight. Um, that was a good one to have. Um, you know, we also had a Stefanski. Uh, we had actually all three guys who ended up getting votes, Stefanski, um, uh, Flores, as well as McDermott. So that, that was pretty good. To your point, Ben, tomorrow at 1030 Eastern, George and I will be doing a prop stream. It'll be on... Uh, it will be on, sorry, uh, Twitter, Periscope, but also on this new thing called Clubhouse. So if you have Clubhouse, uh, come join uh, me and George. But yeah, that, it was it was interesting. I thought that it, I thought that it was really cool. Um, you know, with the Hall of Fame stuff, um, Calvin Johnson's was quite neat. Um, uh, Charles Woodson's was great. It was fun to see all of Peyton Manning's coaches, Jim Caldwell, uh, as well as Tony Dungy and. and uh, um, uh, Gary Kubiak was interesting. We did not get Jim Moore, the guy who actually ended up drafting Manning, um, but that's fine, Ben. Um, this is interesting. So last night when we recorded, the Britt Reed stuff was coming out. Uh, it does appear to be serious. It does not appear to be uh, a thing that's going to keep Andy Reed from coaching the game, but obviously a distraction for Kansas City. And we have seen um, some movement in the direction of Tampa Bay today. Maybe not, you know, to the casual better. I mean, you're still seeing minus three. But on Bet Chris, it's minus 110 both sides. On Pinnacle, actually, the Chiefs are minus three, even money. Tampa, plus three, minus 110. Uh, they take, you know, relatively low juice there. So, again, number moving sort of sharply to Tampa Bay as well as the money line. So if you look at back, Chris, the Chiefs, who have been at, uh, you know basically above minus 160 the entire two weeks, um, are now down to minus 155, uh, Tampa Bay down to plus 135. Um, this is a situation where there might end up being value on Kansas City. Um, you know, let's say this gets beneath, um, you know, 150 or something. There's probably uh, some value there. And we're also seeing uh, some money on the under uh, 55 and a half, it, it basically, you know, basically minus 110 on both sides, the equivalent on Pinnacle. Um, so, Ben, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, it has been interesting because it's really moved based on, you know, not not really any sort of like game situations or any sort of things that we're kind of taking into account from a modeling perspective. It's been more, you know, people think that because of certain, you know, negative situations that have arose for the Chiefs, uh, that could obviously play into effect of them not maybe not necessarily being as prepared or, you know, I don't know exactly what it is, but I think it does create a buying opportunity on Kansas City. Um, we're probably going to get heading into kickoff, you know, the lowest 
uh, money line price on them over the last two weeks at kickoff time. So I do think if you waited on Kansas City, um, you're kind of looking smart at this point because I do think, you know, anything under minus 150 like you touched on is probably going to be uh, the correct side from my perspective. The total, um, I'm not as inclined to, you know, really play into at this point. I've kind of faded, you know, the market move me market moving down basically throughout the course of the last two weeks. So I'm not really too inclined to actually play it at this point. I would probably look more for some team totals. I have been, you know, on board with Kansas City's like second quarter team total and stuff like that. So that's more of what I'm looking at in the prop market. If some of those derivative bets kind of move, um, I could potentially, you know, be interested in adding some more at that point. But other than that, I don't really think there's too much um, for me to add on Sunday in these game markets at this point. Is that something that you're kind of uh, thinking about as well? Yeah, I think I think this has been a lot of a situation where, you know, people have wanted Tampa Bay for a long time. Um, you know, we saw, you know, ticket counts, uh, cash counts all over Kansas City early on in trading. And now, you know, you know, they were probably waiting out for a three and a half. They didn't get it. Um, and, you know, now there's like, well, there's one more game left in the year. So they're going to bet uh, Tampa Bay anyway. And that might also be why we're seeing more, you know, possibly more movement, depending on the market, more movement on the money line um, than we've seen on the point spread. Because, you know, that that is, you know, a, a situation where, you know, maybe you're just betting Tampa, uh, you know, some squares, maybe betting Tampa to win outright. I'm not exactly sure. Obviously, it's hard to sort of discern these things. Another one would be possibly the Antoine Winfield, Antonio Brown, Cameron Brait situations all turning out pretty well for Tampa versus the Kansas City one where it's just Sammy Watkins and obviously there's always the question mark as to whether Sammy Watkins um, will be able to get through an entire game so I think from the injury standpoint it really the Bucks sort of turned out better maybe than some people thought um, okay let's let's finish this with some with some props um, one that you know we talked about yesterday on the anthem I think that one's you know dead and buried in fact you know, when, when I went to uh, try to go bet it last night at, at an establishment in Indiana, it was already gone. So that that is um, that's gone. If you got down on it, you know, when the information came out, congratulations, it's a great bet. One of them, though, that I think we're we're still you know seeing some places like minus one thirty um, is first head coach to be to be shown during the anthem. Um, I think it's going to be Andy Reid for a lot of the same reasons that. You know, we talked about earlier, you know, the the narratives are surrounding some of the things with, with Kansas City off the field, but also Andy Reid is the predominant, like, head coach here uh, versus Bruce Arians, and Tom Brady is the predominant player um, in Tampa. So you could see a situation where, you know, maybe they go to Brady first and then Reid, Brady first, you know, Reid first, then Brady. Like, I think that that might be... Um, sort of the way that they go in the anthem. Obviously, this is, you know, just a fun square bet, but uh, that that's my narrative and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I mean, basically the Super Bowl is built for some, you know, random square bets at this point in time. And I can definitely get on board with it. We don't have, you know, too much information on that particular one. I think it's, what, minus 150 basically. But um, just with what's transpired this week, I do kind of agree with you. I do think we'll probably see, you know, if there was a bet, Tom Brady versus Patrick McCombs, I do think we'll probably see Tom Brady first. Um, kind of like you suggested, kind of pivoting then over to Andy Reid um, as like the first, you know, beating beating Bruce Arians out, I do think is probably the correct play. So he is, you know, a pretty decent minus 
play, but I do think that um, it's probably one of the better, you know, squarish bets as you kind of described mass. But there are, you know, some other fun ones. And like you said, uh, some of these are really information driven markets basically i don't think we're obviously going to get information on how the tv broadcast is going to play out but there are definitely some possibilities for some other leakages coming up you know through twitter um coming up throughout the course on sunday so there's definitely probably going to be some viable opportunities here still in these other markets but we'll see so what do you what do you think of basically uh super bowl mvp i know that's really you know popular bet obviously we have both quarterbacks patrick Mahomes minus 106 basically the odds on favorite especially tom brady plus 190 a lot of that's factoring in you know basically the spread of this game what quarterback's gonna choose what quarterback's basically gonna win are you betting on either one of these quarterbacks if you're not uh talk me through some of your logic for maybe taking a different guy look super bowl week is like the gambling mecca so pff is going to be hooking everybody up we have promo code super bowl 25 that's going to get you 25 percent off of pff elite subscription elite subscription gets you basically everything you need on our site we have the player props tool which is going to be loaded uh with all the best player props you can adjust your number you can adjust your price you can make sure that you're getting the best value on all of these great bets we have coming up for the super bowl we also have the dfs optimizer you can get some showdown slates in on DraftKings or FanDuel. uh there's a ton of other options if you're still participating in some you know gambling action here for the super bowl it doesn't get much better than this pff we once again have you covered use promo code super bowl 25 yeah so this is really one place where you could just do the math and see what the assumptions are in the underlying lines um i i do have a kelsey at 12 and a half to one i have a byron pringle at 100 to one um but those are sort of again just like shots in the dark if you really want to win i think look Mahomes, you know, break even at minus 106 is about 51.4. The Chiefs break even at their current money line price is 61.1. That is, you know, 82% of the time, basically, they think Mahomes uh, wins the MVP given Kansas City wins the MVP, wins the Super Bowl. Brady is 34.4 and then 42. It's the exact same ratio. So basically, they must believe that 82% of the time, if a team wins the quarterback ends up winning MVP and so obviously you have to ask the question is that is it the same odds for both teams and and my answer vis-a-vis the Kansas City Chiefs is absolutely not right I I think Patrick Mahomes let's say Travis Kelsey and I you know and this again I bet it already but I'm, I'm trying to again sort of think think through this if Travis Kelsey has a 150 yard day Mahomes probably has a 350 yard day and then they're going to have a really hard time giving somebody else the MVP after they gave him an MVP last year for less than 300 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, whereas I see possibly with Brady, not that, not that you know, I think Shaq Barrett and and Jason Pierre-Paul will earn the MVP, but these people that vote on this are sports writers, and they've been puffing up this matchup between the Kansas City offensive line. And the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers front seven all week, and so maybe some some confirmation bias will slip in. So I think of these two, Mahomes at minus one hundred six is probably the better bet. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you on that. I do. I wish that it wasn't so obvious that there was probably going to be a quarterback for the MVP at this point, right? Like based kind of like on what you said, this is you know a writer's award going to reward it probably to one of these two quarterbacks just based on the previous narratives. Um, but I definitely agree with you. I think, you know, if the Buccaneers win, I think Tom Brady's 
highly likely to win it. If he if if Tom Brady doesn't win it, I do kind of lean towards uh, one of these defense players like Shaquille Barrett, maybe even Jason Pierre-Paul, if it's a lower scoring game. Um, if, you know, Chiefs win, obviously Patrick Mahomes, like you said, is the heavy favorite. But um, I do think there's, you know, much more likely, and I do think that, you know, this is where the Super Bowl MVP odds are at, um, that, you know, either Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey um, could potentially, you know, steal away from him with, you know, real high quality fantasy performance, basically. So I don't know. I'm, I kind of like the defensive angle. Of course, it's just so unlikely. It's basically just nothing more than a dart throw at this point. But if I was to gamble on it, um, outside of Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, if I really wanted a long shot, I'd probably lean towards vintage Jason Pierre-Paul here, getting it done with a few additional sacks, which probably isn't going to happen, but, uh, you know, square, I guess, at this yeah. point in time. I always ask the question here is, like, can the Bucks win if Brady doesn't play well? I just don't think that they right. can. And and so, and, and this being Brady's 10th Super Bowl, possibly his 7th win, um, I just, you know, you know, I look back at wide receivers that have won the award. You know, Edelman had over half of Brady's yards in the 2018 Super Bowl. Deion Branch had a great deal of them. Um, even the one Montana, Montana won MVP in three of the four Super Bowls he started. The one that he didn't, Jerry Rice had 215 yards right. uh, in that game, and it was a relatively low-scoring game. Um, you know, why when wide receivers have won it, they've had a great huge share of their team's yards. These are both teams that, while they have superstars at wide receiver, they're not teams that only go to one player. So I feel like if a wide receiver is worthy of this, it, it might be they might have to score touchdowns, right? And to me, that's why I put something on Pringle, who I think has some special teams value as well, but also Kelsey, who I think of the Chiefs players is the only one that can go like 11 for for two, 200 in this game. I, I think Tyreek Hill is is going to be the focal point uh, of Tampa Bay's defense. And on the Brady side, it's like, you know, if Brady goes over 300 and throws two touchdowns, like I can't see people voting for somebody else. So to your point on, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, I think a good discussion. If you look at one of the books we have, it's minus 500 that the MVP will be a quarterback. That obviously break even wise is like, um, you know, 83. So it's a little bit higher than what this is priced at. So it's probably not value laying that 500, uh, you know, at, at a book that a quarterback will win an MVP. Um, but it, but it is interesting that there's basically congruence there, um, with Brady and Mahomes given one of their team's wins. Okay. Let's finish this off with a discussion. One last prop. I, th- these aren't our favorite props. We've already given out a ton. Um, this week, both on the forecast as well as this podcast. So, Ben, what is your your last prop that you sort of want to uh, you know sort of end the week with here before uh, the big game uh, tomorrow? Yeah, uh, I can't believe I'm finishing it off with this one, but a total yards of longest touchdown under 45.5. Uh, I feel like sweating it out a little bit here on Sunday, sitting on pins and needles basically throughout the whole game. But I kind of like this play especially given the direction of what the total market's kind of moved down basically a point and a half. Maybe we don't see some of these explosive, you know, big chunk uh, passing touchdown plays. In that scenario, I do think we're going to see a little bit more choppy of a game. If this game finishes over, I do really like uh, the under 45.5 longest touchdown prop going under for sure. So I think that's probably my last one that I'll leave people with at this point. I I hope you got some good stuff for us here, Eric. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one as well. I think it hedges against a few things. Tampa is not an explosive team uh, nearly as much as, as Kansas City is. 
but obviously the focal point for Tampa would be limiting Kansas City's explosiveness. I have a few, you know, individual unders on some players. Kelsey's longest catch, Hill's longest catch, I have unders on those. But my my favorite one uh, to, to end the week here, Byron Pringle, over six and a half yards on his first catch. It voids if he doesn't catch a pass. Um, you know, who knows if he's going to play. But I do think you're sort of free rolling here in some sense because Pringle is not the bubble screen guy, um, you know, that, that Hardman and Hill are. He's sort of more a replacement for Watkins. And I think you know, his first catch will be down the field a little bit more here. So give me Byron Pringle over six and a half yards on his first catch. Um, you can get that probably at like minus 112. I got it at minus 120, uh, which I, I'm fine with laying that juice. So um, awesome, man. And th- this has been a fun you know, couple weeks. I know uh, this has been a weird season. Uh, this has been the first season for this podcast. Um, we're going to continue to offer, uh, especially you, Ben, continue to offer value to people who want to bet on FCS. Next week, we already have an FCS game scheduled. Yep. Um, so we'll probably you know run this back once a week. Uh, throughout the offseason, you'll have draft props, you'll have play, you know, uh, FCS games and so forth. But this has been a, a lot of fun, Ben. Yep, definitely. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we'll be hitting as much FCS content as people can handle. Uh, it's going to be, you know, what we anticipate to be a much softer betting market. And I do think, you know, PFF is obviously going to be able to leverage some of the stuff that we're going to be doing uh, to kind of put forth some of the best lines for uh, FCS betting at this point in time. So definitely make sure you check it out. Props. You know, draft props are coming up, free agency props, which, you know, were some of our biggest winners last year with Tom Brady, uh, you know, going to the Buccaneers. So those are going to be back in full effect as well. So uh, we got a lot coming up here in the offseason, and it'll be a fun time uh, to be tuning into the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Awesome. So for Ben Brown, this is Eric Eager. This has been the PFF Daily Betting Podcast.